Good evening, good evening. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, Big Merce from uh, Urban Breakdown. And uh, I, I want to talk to the Trump fans for a second here before I continue. I got to ask you guys, how does it feel to win? How does it feel to win so much you're just sick of winning? <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, unless what he means losing, because your president is a giant buffoon. Okay. He's starting a trade war. He's getting sued by porn stars. He's just, he's, he's the inspector Clouseau of the presidency without the charm and the comedy. That's basically what your president is. He's a failure. And here's the thing. Donald Trump is living proof that if you throw enough money at failure, you can create the illusion of success because that's all Trump's success is, is an illusion. Okay. He won't show his tax returns. Why? Because one of two reasons, one, it'll show that he's not nearly as rich as he says he is, or two, uh, it'll show that he gets a tremendous amount of money from Russian oligarchs. Because if there was nothing in his tax returns, he would have simply just shown us his tax returns and told us all to shut the fuck up. But he didn't do that. He, Congress actually backed him in uh, voting to not show his tax returns. So, yeah, basically everything horrible you could think about Trump, think it until he shows his tax returns. So... But that's not why I'm, I'm making a podcast tonight. I, I've been seeing all these articles lately and uh, a couple of things I want to touch on before I start getting ready for bed. Yeah, I'm old. I'm going to bed at 930. <laughs> so uh, number one, I, I have to laugh at conservatives because they they call liberal snowflakes and then they're just the snowiest, flakiest people I've ever seen. I think I've seen three articles this week alone. And I thought they were older articles. Now they're kind of new. Where conservatives are out whining that liberal women won't date them. And I'm like, first of all, why would you want to date a liberal woman if you're a conservative? Are they prettier? Are they sexier? Am I missing something here? Because I figure women are just women. You know, I, I didn't know that your political affiliation made you more desirable. You know, they they get mad because they get on sites like uh, OKCupid and stuff like that. And basically, they just have it in their uh, in their profiles. Hey, if you're a Trump fan, swipe left. Don't even bother. And these conservative men tell tales of, you know, dates that are going pretty good until they find out. Oh, you're a Trump fan? Oh, my God. And then the whole thing goes south. I can relate a little bit because I, I'm i not religious. I'm not an atheist, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm teetering on the edge of atheism. But I'm still agnostic. I still believe in God. I just don't believe in religion. You know? And... There have been a couple of times when I've, I've been talking to women and I've been kind of hitting it off 
And we're, we're kind of getting to that point, and then they'll say those magic words. Hey, what church do you go to? <laughs> and I say, I don't go to church. And then it's like, oh. So in that respect, I can relate, but the problem is me not going to church doesn't make me a bad person. It just means that I like to keep my Sundays to myself. I don't like to get up and get, I like to get up and get dressed, period. You know, much less get up and get dressed and go to church on Sunday. Like Bill Burr said, let me get this straight. God's omnipotent. He's everywhere, but I got to get up and go to him every Sunday. I know, I know. I'm not trying to crap on anyone's religion, but the I came up in a Catholic church and, you know, I had my confirmation in the first communion and all that. And then it was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I just took the money and stepped. But I digress. I, I, I don't understand. These conservatives hate liberals, but they want our women. It doesn't make any sense, you know. But then again, nothing they really do makes sense because, I mean, they voted for Trump. They voted for, they hated Obama, who was an educated uh, lawyer, you know, a constitutional scholar. You know, he went to an Ivy League school, graduated top of his class. You got Donald Trump, who literally bought his diploma had five deferments from Vietnam, one of them for bone spurs. What the hell? And then they asked him what foot he had the bone spurs on. He was like, yeah, one of them. I don't know. Both? I don't know. And, you know, they just hate liberals, but they want our women for some reason. So what's wrong with conservative women? Are they hideous? Do they have hairy armpits? I don't know. You know, I'm just guessing. You know, and, and they, they feel slighted that liberal women won't talk to them. You back a party that says, at least on, on that state's level, that it's okay to have child brides. So I understand that some laws slip through the cracks, right? Some archaic laws will just slip through. So if you have a, a, a law against child brides and your party lobbies to keep that law in place so you can marry a 13-year-old. And I saw a meme today. So the, two, the, the kids that go to, uh, to Parkland, you know, in the high school where they, got, uh, where they had that attack where 17 kids got killed. So when they're out there, you know, with the Never Again movement, they're too young. Oh, they're too young to make decisions. But it's perfectly okay for you to marry a 13-year-old. Okay, that's the party you represent. So when a woman hears about all this horrible stuff, they're trying to take your health care. They don't want you to have a living wage. And then you show up for a date wearing your stupid ass Trump hat, you know, make America great again. I'm, no one does that. I'm just saying. But what is she supposed to think about you if you back a party that just hates everyone? I'm just saying. You know, I just thought it was very funny that these uh, and, and there's so many articles about it lately. You know, all these conservative publications are just writing and they're like, well, no, one wants to give us a chance. Yeah, of course not, because your policies suck dog dick. So, yeah, of course, nobody wants to mess with you like that. What, what were you thinking? 
that's like me if I said that I had, uh, if I just tell women all the time that I have AIDS and I don't use condoms, and I just say, like, like, hey, what are you doing Saturday night? Watch how fast they make up that they're doing something on Saturday night if I said some dumb shit like that. So if you back a party who has just terrible, terrible ideals, you know, why would you think that women would want to date you, liberal or maybe even otherwise? I don't know. I don't know what conservative women think. I don't, you know. Now, the question is, would I date a conservative woman? No. Absolutely not. I'll just spare myself that heartache, you know. But I don't think that conservative, I would never have thought that conservative women would want to date a liberal guy anyway. And I know I'm, I'm making this whole thing really partisan, but on a basic level, it's important to be interested in the same things on a basic level. You know, I don't have to watch the exact same shows that my girlfriend watches. I don't have to for us to be together. But at least if we have the basic principles down, everything else could be negotiated. You know, there's more than one TV in the apartment. <laughs> so, but um, I, I, I don't understand why, you know, conservatives out there calling liberals, uh, what do they call them, soy boys and all that other stuff. And then they get on these Republican publications. <laughs> why won't liberal women date me? It's because your party sucks. That's why. But another set of articles I've been seeing a lot of lately are articles about Texas turning blue. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's science fiction. I mean, basically, Texas is a, is a, is a red state and it's probably going to stay that way. Now, that's not fair to say. I mean, there was a time where California used to be a red state, and now they're solid blue. But it's that specter hanging over the heads of Republicans that Texas might flip and turn blue, right? You figure it like this. Uh, Pennsylvania was a, a Democratic stronghold in the last election. I mean, it was by a handful of votes, but you figure Pennsylvania uh, voted for Trump. And that just feeds into the monumental failure that is Hillary Clinton. That's another podcast for another time. And I don't want to bring up Hillary Clinton because I, I don't want to make it seem like Candyman. Like if I say her name into a mirror three times, she'll just pop up and say, oh, I'm going to run for president in 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll just keep the, or say her name three times like Beetlejuice and she'll just show up in a striped suit. <laughs> so I don't want to, talk about Hillary Clinton and her monumental failure for losing to the worst presidential candidate ever, ever the most beatable presidential candidate in the world. And she lost to him. God damn it. But here's the thing, right? You figure it like this and let's just take Pennsylvania out of the equation because they voted for Trump in the last election. Okay. California is the most popular state in the union. And of course we all know that your electoral votes, the amount of electoral votes that you get depends on the size of your population. So even though Alaska is really big, uh, land, uh, by land mass because of their population, they only get three electoral votes, right? So you figure 
if you have California, 55 electoral votes, New York, solid blue state, 29 electoral votes, Illinois, 20 electoral votes, right? So you figure off the bat, you've already got 104 electoral votes and you need 270 to win, right? I would have counted, uh, and if you had counted Pennsylvania, right? That would have been another 20 votes. So you figured that would have been uh, 124 off the bat. So, but we're not going to count Pennsylvania because they voted for Trump in this election. But uh, look at it like this, right? The uh, Republicans have their big states too. So they have Texas with 38 electoral votes, the second most populous state in the country, right? Florida has voted Republican the last couple of elections, so we'll just count them. So they have 29 electoral votes, right? And then you have uh, North Carolina, which is 15 electoral votes. And then you have Georgia, which is 16 electoral votes. So there are no slouches either when it comes to starting off with a lot of electoral votes, right? I think Tennessee is another 11, Right? So they get a lot of double-digit states in there, too. But if Texas were to flip and turn blue, you figure if you had uh, California, New York, Illinois, and then Texas, you're talking 142 electoral votes off the bat, right? Which would only leave 128 electoral votes up for grabs. So it wouldn't be impossible for Republicans to win it a presidential election, it would just be it would just be very difficult if they didn't have Texas. Texas is kind of their equalizer, you know, because we have the most populous state; they have the second most populous state. Okay, so it, it's kind of uh, it, it's kind of rugged, but that specter keeps hanging over the heads of Republicans that. Texas might flip, but then again, they've been talking that dumb shit for the last six, seven years, and it hasn't happened. But the problem is, is that more and more Democrats in Texas are starting to come out and they're starting to vote. And that's going to be a problem for Texas, you know, as far as keeping the Republican ideals all set. You know, do I think that Texas is going to flip in my lifetime? No, definitely not. I mean, they're, they're too mired in their own ridiculousness you know every time uh every time some politician says something about texas they want to secede from the union you know so do i think they're gonna flip no but is that specter gonna hang over their heads for the next 10 years or so yeah i think so it's the one thing that keeps texans up at night is waking up and finding out that they're in a blue state so they will probably commit japanese ritual suicide if that happened Okay, that's a little bit much. I take that back. <laughs> but, and, uh, yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all I want to talk about tonight. Because, like I said, I, I read two articles this week about Texas possibly turning blue. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, it must have been a slow news day. They needed something to write about. They're like, hey, let's write about Texas turning blue. Ain't going to happen. Those 38 electoral votes are going to stay with the Republicans at least for the next 10, 20 years. We'll see what happens. But 
And I know my my buddy uh, F. Christopher Blue is not here, so I'll say it in his place. Uh, make sure that you, it's already March. It's already March, okay? So there's eight more months until the midterm elections. If you're not registered to vote, make sure you register to vote. If you need a photo ID to vote in your state, uh, take a day off from work, you know, uh, Go to your DMV. I know DMV isn't paying the balls, but take a day off from work. Take a half day off from work. Go to DMV. Get it done. Because I don't think that the Democrats are going to take the House or the Senate, but it could happen. I don't think so, but it could. It's still possible. And even though I don't think that they can, I'm going to vote anyway. So I'm taking election day off. And I'm going to vote. So uh, get out there and get it done. No excuses. You know, if you're able to get out there and vote, vote. If you have people who are on the fence, get them off the fence. You know, if you got to drive your granddad over to the DMV and get him a picture ID because he hadn't had one in 15 years, do that. But get out there and vote. So, all right, y'all. That's all I had to say for tonight. You guys have a good evening. See you on the next one.